You're listening to Smart to Death Radio. Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Toot here, and you are currently listening to and obviously enjoying Queen's Court. Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking. And I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court Queenie Chats with your girl, the Queen of Any. And I am joined by a super special guest today. He's the wrestler of the people, Christian Cobain. Welcome to the castle, my friend. Oh, well, thank thank you for having me in the castle. It looks nice in here. Oh, well, thanks. I, I did try. You know, we're we're doing the best we can here in quarantine, but uh, <laughs> keeping the place clean, you know. <laughs> it gives you a lot of time to decorate and, you know, refurnish and stuff like that. You're doing you're doing a good job. Well, I appreciate you so much. And uh, I'm so thrilled you're here. I just had the pleasure of speaking to your pal, Crash Jackson. And, Who said uh, we were friends? Well, I mean, you kind of seem like you're friends, but he <laughs> seems that you go back and forth a little bit. So it's yeah, kind of like that, that vibe. A brotherhood. There you go. You fight Either like brothers. I hate him or I love him. There's no in between. There's no in between. Well, I mean, that's definitely like family, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Either there's times where I just want to slice his head off, or times where I'm like, oh, you're the best person alive. <laughs> yeah, definitely sounds like Crash right there. I want to slice See? his head off all the time. <laughs> that's fabulous. Well, anywho. I did get to speak with him, and I'm super excited that I get to speak to you as well. Shout out to Ringsider Pod for uh, shouting me out in this little tweet that got us together. So, God, yeah, double, double shout out. Love those guys. They are so awesome. <laughs> Aren't they the coolest? <laughs> they are. They definitely are. Yeah, y'all had a great, great chat, and uh, they spoke very highly of you. So I'm like, I gotta have them here. Gotta have them. So I'm now, thrilled. What, what can I say? They led the way. <laughs> they did lead the way. <laughs> So, what in the world have you been up to during this insane, crazy (laughs) quarantine time? You know what? Just trying to stay busy, furnishing the castle. Oh, sorry. That's your thing. Just trying (laughs) to stay busy, you know, keeping myself out there, trying to keep my face on people's phone screens, you know? Yeah. Well, I just was looking uh, earlier because I was prepping for the our chat here and somebody had a dope like t-shirt of you with Tom Kirk from Animal Crossing and I was like oh hell yeah <laughs> oh yes that's one of my favorite designs I'm, I'm gonna order myself one of those I'm a big Animal Crossing fan oh. you know it, said, it says on there Tom Nook fears Cobain and uh, it's got him tied up in the background I love it <laughs> I love it too I might have to get one for myself um, yeah, yeah it wouldn't be a bad idea it would be a bad idea. So, I mean, I know a lot of us have been playing Animal Crossing, but it's like, it's a slow burn. Like, I started to play it, and I'm like, okay, wh- what am I supposed to do? I'm like, fishing. All right. It's kind of relaxing. But now I can't quite put it down. That's what happened to me, too. I'd never oh played God. one before. About, like, five or six hours in, I'm like, okay, it's kind of fun. But, you know, I don't really get why people are kind of calling it, like, video game crack. And then I got to about ten hours. And then you really start to care about your island and your house and stuff like that. And then then the crack gets induced. I know. Now it's like, okay, now I'm like watering my plants. 
I'm all like, actually the one thing I never do. I don't know why. Like everybody has their daily routine, but I, I never water flowers. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I guess you don't really need to, but I don't know. It's you like don't a part need of the to process. do anything in the game. That's the cool thing about it is you can do whatever you want to do. That, that's the one thing I really enjoy about it. There's no stress. Like you said yourself, it's relaxing. And I yeah. think that's the reason because like there's no objective. There's no goal. There's you do you do it however you want at whatever pace you want and whatever fashion you want. And I think that's the really cool thing about Animal Crossing. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, it's not, it's, I mean, it's goal-oriented, right? You have things that you can do, but of course. you don't have to do it. It's not like, you know, you're playing Super Mario and you have right. to get past like, one area in order like to, you know. Every, I could unlock every item in that game without ever watering a flower. Yeah, see? It's perfect. <laughs> so I take it you like games then? Huge video game fan. Actually, recently, well, I still don't have it, but I'm going to be getting myself a uh, gaming PC soon, and it'll be the first time in my life I've ever entered the world of PC gaming, and I'm super stoked about that. The actual reason I decided to do it was because I've recently got heavily interested in virtual reality, especially mm. the game, the gaming side of it. I got myself an Oculus Quest, and there's uh, all kinds of like super cool games you can play if you plug it up to your PC. And I am super stoked to do that. Oh my god, that sounds like a lot of fun. I can never get into that. Virtual reality? I haven't tried virtual reality yet, but I, it's definitely on my list. Little, like Google, like the little cardboard ones <laughs> that you can do with your cell phone. No, I haven't, and I feel oh, like wow. I need to get on the train. But yeah, yeah like missing out. But definitely start off with like an Oculus Quest or something if you ever do, because they're amazing. Oh, okay. Well, I'm putting it on my list immediately. <laughs> I've never, I've never done it. Like nobody I knew had the like, you know, virtual reality glasses or anything like that. Right. So I, um, and I've never been into PC gaming. I couldn't do it for some reason. Like I have decent coordination, but I can't make it work <laughs> on the computer, but I'm fine like, with a controller. So it's, it's a little well, weird. Well, yeah, you but... can plug a controller up to a computer. Just I, saying. I'm here. That's what I hear. <laughs> and, and the deals on uh, Steam, for example, there's all kinds of different PC gaming stores, but the deals on Steam, to be specific, are unbelievable. Wow. Well, definitely noted. And if you are going to start PC gaming, does that mean you're going to be streaming too? Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yes, that is actually the goal because uh, it's super easy to stream from a PC. I don't need a capture card or anything like that. Because I wanted to stream a few months ago, and I was mm -hmm. playing the Nintendo Switch heavily then. But then I learned I'd have to buy a pretty expensive capture card. So I said, screw that. Already planning on PC gaming. I might as well just do it that way. And I figured people would find a lot of interest in the, the VR gaming, because there's not a lot of people streaming VR right now. No, that is true. It's, there's definitely so many people streaming. Well, I mean, any game that you could think of, you can yeah. find it on Switch or, or wherever else you want to watch it. But crazy well this is super fun and interesting little breaking news here okay well you know let us yeah, all the know the coolest part is because <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm gonna have my gopro set up so you'll be able to actually see me in the real world doing all these stupid movements and the video game feed at the same time so oh i'm sure God. that's gonna be very interesting interesting hell i wish i had it last night i was playing uh this rocky game and i had my first vr accident i punched my lamp and then my lamp in turn fell over, knocked over my wax burner. Oh and no! I have I have wax still as we speak because I don't know if anybody listening has ever tried to clean up dry wax. It's very difficult. It's so I have wax all over my stuff right now. I really wish I would have got that on the stream. Oh no! I mean, but hey, stay funny tuned, laugh guys, because I'm sure I will mess up again. I mess up all the time. <laughs> 
that's the best part about life. You know, you make mistakes, you laugh, and you move on. And, and that sounds and great. You, I'm, you leave the wax for three years. You know? And you leave the wax for three years, then look at it and laugh at yourself, and, and then continue to move on because you can't get it off the floor. Exactly. I'm looking at my wallet right now. My wallet is covered in paint wax. Oh, my God. Well, that's an interesting story. <laughs> Take your wallet out to pay for something and be like, what happened there? Just don't ask. Like, don't ask, buddy. <laughs> don't ask. <laughs> Well, it certainly seems like you're going to be keeping yourself busy, and uh, I'm looking forward to the streaming. But, you know, obviously, our world is so, so different, uh, especially in the world of wrestling. And, you know, oof, sucks in a lot of ways because we can't see y'all and you can't do your thing. And, you know, there's only certain things happening in wrestling. But, you know, for people who may not be familiar with you, how, how do you, like, introduce people to Christian Cobain? Well... Uh, I would introduce myself as the wrestler of the people and the meaning behind the wrestler of the people is I am the people. You know what? I'm the same as everybody listening to this podcast. Uh, Some of my best friends are named Mark. I am just like everybody else. I'm just a kid who grew up, had a dream, and now I'm getting to live out that dream. I like to tell people that I'm just a dude doing cool shit thanks to cool dudes. (laughs) Yes, I saw that on Twitter. I liked that. (laughs) Thank you. Just came to me one day. You're welcome. Those are the best ideas, things that just come to you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I can never think of anything good if I sit down and try to think of things. But if I'm not trying to, like, if I'm completely dissociating myself from pro wrestling, that's when the ideas just start pouring in. Well, at least you know, like, your process. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a good thing to know. Process. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I have to, I can focus and, and do s- stuff, but. If I'm doing a different task, that's when some things will come to me and I have to, like, immediately write it down. <laughs> I think they call that ADD, actually. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah, me too. We accept it. It's all good. I think we all have a little bit of it anyway. I think, yeah, that's a pretty common thing these days. Yeah, for sure. So when you were younger and you had this uh, this dream of, of pro wrestling, like, what, what was it specifically that captured it, like, that captured this profession for you as something that... <sighs> you really wanted to do yourself honestly just the spectacle of it everything about it i think wrestling is not only the best like performance art form i think that there is i think wrestling is the just the best overall art form that you can find anywhere if you really look at it with an open mind if you come in as one of those people oh wrestling's fake (laughs) why do you watch that then yeah you're not gonna like it but if you go into wrestling with an open mind, the same as you do when you go see Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible or Sylvester Stallone and Rocky, if you go in with the same mindset that you go in like that, wrestling, you can't not enjoy it. It's just unbelievable. It's just you, it captures you because of the energy. Like the wrestlers are just giving so much energy to you, even through that TV screen. And then you're giving it right back to them. And it's just it's an amazing art form. And I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely from a fan's perspective, the spectacle is, is one of the best parts, you know, and, and it's not just about the actual in-ring stuff as much as it is. It's also about, yeah. like, the entrance and the music and the feeling that these people make you feel and, you know, the the storyline and the connection and all that good stuff. It, it makes it much like a movie or much like a, a performance, a, you know, a rock concert or yeah play or whatever a a play yeah i like to refer to it as a play a lot it's Mm -hmm. a play where we do our stunts live right oh i like that 
I don't know any other art form that's really that difficult. And that's the thing that really bothers me when people throw around that fake word. Because mm-hmm. technically, yes, it's fake. But that's just such an insulting word because there's just so much that goes into being a good professional wrestler that people are just people that are just throwing out that wrestling's fake line. They, they don't realize and they don't even take the time to really think about how difficult it is. The only, the only thing that they ever think about is, oh, they're really hitting each other with chairs. Yeah, they must be tough. It's so much more than that. You got to be mentally tough. You got to be physically tough. You have to be intelligent. You have to be in shape. It's 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 so complicated. It's such a broad spectrum of things that you have to master to be a good professional wrestler, and it deserves so much more credit than it gets. Yeah, I totally agree with that, and I think that was very well said. So kind of jumping off of that, from your perspective, what's the most important thing a wrestler needs to have? You know, you see these debates all the time, right, online and, and whatever, and in the, in the news media about, you know, uh, he he's good in the ring, but he can't talk on the mic. Right. Yeah. Well, she's really great on the mic, but terrible in the ring, you know, stuff like that. It's easy. I I think that both aspects of wrestling are important, but I think they both boil down to the best lesson that my trainer, Dave Christ, ever taught me. Uh, I think I might have already let one slip. And if I'm not allowed, I apologize. But am I allowed to curse on here? Oh, of course. I should have told you that earlier. I'm so sorry. Yes, of course. I usually always ask. That's the first thing I do before an interview. I say, hey, what's up? How are you? Can I cuss? Because I cuss a lot. But the biggest lesson that Dave Christ ever taught me, and I think that any wrestler can take this advice and change their career with it, because it changed mine, is uh, a little thing called BDE. And for anyone not aware, BDE is big dick energy. And in the <laughs> sense, what that means is you you have to put yourself in the shoes of that ugly dude walking in the club who just got a banger hanging down to his kneecap, and he just knows that he can pick up any girl in that place. Why? Well, probably because of his kneecap. If you make your entrance, if you wrestle like that with that BDE, like you're the baddest motherfucker in that building, that energy transfers. Even if your in-ring ability isn't quite up to the ricochets and the Adam Coles, if you walk out there with BDE, that crowd's going to feel you. Yeah. And and, and even if they don't like you, they'll recognize it and they'll feel it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's what wrestling is. It's just transferring energy between people. Yeah, that's for sure. And it's such a an, an intimate exchange, especially in the indies. And one of my favorite reasons, and uh, what um, no reasons why rather I go to a lot of indie shows is that connection that you get to make. You know, it, there's big shows, WWE, AEW, super fun to go to. New Japan, all sorts of fun. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but at an indie show, you get to feel a little bit more of an intimate connection and uh, kind of like you're involved a little bit as a fan. And, you know, you've been in some really cool promotions, you know, Wrestling Revolver and uh, your your home promotion, as you call it, the IWA East Coast. Now, I'm from the East Coast, too, and I just love it. So, um, you know, what was the best part for you about working in these various companies? What do you love most? I really enjoy what you were saying about the intimate side of wrestling because, again, I don't just call myself the wrestler of the people. I am the wrestler of the people. I'm one of these guys who... I'm following people back on Twitter. I'm I'm liking people's posts. I'm commenting on people's posts. If somebody DMs me and says, "Hey, how are you?" I'm gonna reply to it. Like it's the same. It's the same. Excuse me. It's the same at a wrestling show too. If somebody wants to come up and talk to me, I'm gonna talk to you because like I'm a person just like everybody else. A lot of these wrestlers like to, especially the indie wrestlers who haven't done anything ever in their career, like to 
use wrestling as an ego boost instead of an opportunity to present your art form to people who appreciate it. Well, mm-hmm. I use this as an opportunity to give my art to people who appreciate it and then in turn get to know those people and learn about them at the same time because like we're all fans, you know? Yeah, we are all fans. <laughs> and I guess a lot of people forget that sometimes, you know, uh, with any sort of, of person who has that performer uh you know moniker uh sometimes we forget that they're human too <laughs> and that well, they're doing this a lot yeah, as well you know that they're human too sometimes sure i think so um, again especially the indie wrestlers who have never done anything in their career it's typically <laughs> the ones who have made money and done some stuff in wrestling who don't act that way like typically the tv stars that i've met are the coolest people but i've met so many people who have never been 50 miles outside of their home state who think that they're top shit and just act like it and it's i can't stand it oh i can imagine that's very frustrating (laughs) very like you're a person just like anybody else act like it don't be a douchebag right yeah we don't like douchebags but you're a fan too so what do you like to watch like if you're gonna sit down on friday night or saturday or whatever (laughs) and you're gonna watch wrestling what does christian cobain turn on see that's the weird thing if it's a friday night and i'm just chilling i'm not watching wrestling Okay. Uh, I'm I'm watching a movie. I'm watching. I'm playing video games. I'm doing something like that. But don't get me wrong. I watch a lot of wrestling. But <laughs> since I've become a wrestler, I still enjoy it as a fan. But it's definitely leaned a little bit more towards the homework side of things. Right. Right. So it's one of those like I, I have set study times to where throughout the day I'll I'll turn whatever on, which is the reason I don't particularly always keep up with the current product. I definitely watch matches here and there from the big pay per views. I'll. I'll turn on AEW from time to time. I typically watch a lot of their stuff on YouTube. Um, But for the most part, I don't keep up a lot with the current product. What I like to do is I like to go back and watch things that were over in different time periods. And like uh, lately, I've been uh, heavily on 2001 to 2003. That's one of my favorite periods in wrestling ever as a fan, too. And I like to go back and I like to see what was over then what didn't work then, why it worked then, or why it didn't work then, and then maybe try to incorporate some of that into what I do. Oh, a little analyzing. Look at that. (laughs) Again, you have to be intelligent to be a good professional wrestler. Yeah, you got to study. And and I feel like that's with any profession, but especially with what you do, it's it's super important to... With anything, yeah. Right. Any art form, you you have to work hard. Yeah, that is for sure. What was the best piece of advice once you got started that somebody gave to you? Well, um, it's what Dave said, but I'll, I'll elaborate on that. Sure. Yeah. He had, he had more to it. Uh, so Dave, Dave Christ of OVE uh, from impact. I trained with him for roughly a year and a couple months of my career I actually lived with him. And, uh, you know, I was not a good wrestler by any stretch of the imagination until, you know, a while after, getting to soak in his knowledge and really let that marinate and settle. And like he planted seeds that then grew into trees essentially. So like for a while, Dave would give me the same piece of advice after every single match. It didn't matter. Did not matter what I did in that match. It did not matter how good or bad. Didn't matter if I made like a major botch quote unquote botch or whatever. He wasn't pointing none of that out. I'd walk to the back and I'd be like, Hey pops, how was my match? He'd tell me the same thing every time he'd be like, well, good but uh quit being a pussy kid and it just really didn't register like i thought it registered i thought it made sense Mm -hmm. it really didn't register until like six or seven months after he started doing it 
And that's whenever the BD, BD, uh, BDE thing really started to make sense. You just got to stop giving a fuck what people think about you. And as soon as you do that, the sky's the limit. I like that. I definitely think that, you know, anything that you do in your life, you know, you, you want to be good at it and you want to put in your best effort if you're trying to be successful, right? But yeah. I think a lot of it, it, to your point, is focus on what you want to do. It's what you want to do because you're the one doing it. <laughs> people are going to exactly. like it or people are not going to like it, you know? Yeah, and a lot of that too, like especially with me, like I wouldn't worry about the fans quite as much. It would definitely like get to me as far as, you know, worrying about what people think of me. But I was worried more about what the other wrestlers would think about mm. me, to be completely mm-hmm. honest with you. And that would completely kill my confidence because I would see other guys and I'd compare myself to these guys. And I'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm not this guy. I'm not this guy because I'll be the first to tell you right now, I am not a natural at this by any stretch of the imagination. I was a very, very bad professional wrestler for a very, very, very long time. Until that BDE started shining through, I was a really bad wrestler. So I, I would look at these other guys who have been doing it longer or just naturally better at this faster than me, and it would kill my confidence. And then one day, I, you know, I said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm done with that. I'm going to go out there and do what I know I know how to do, and I'm going to do it well. And I've been killing it ever since. Yeah, you have been. You have been killing it ever since. And, and, and it's fun to have watched you. And, and I'm excited to watch you again once quarantine's over. And uh, we kind of get back to some normalcy. But I guess... Well, we're finally probably, starting to get a couple uh, we're starting to, right? arena yeah. shows. Oh, really? Yeah, I actually did one uh, last week. <gasps> it was kind of fun. Oh, look at you. All right. Yeah. It was a little fun. Uh, I've been working out like crazy, but uh, definitely... Re uh, reestablished the old saying that everybody says is there's no cardio you can do to stay in ring shape. Well, yeah, 100 percent, because I thought that I was going to come back to the ring in better shape than I've ever been before. Well, no, it was not the case. Oh, no. I was blown up within five minutes and I'm literally like mad at myself. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I've been killing it every day with my cardio. And then this, what the hell? But it's what they say. There's there's no cardio that can substitute for an in-ring match. And I would, I, re- I would really attribute that a lot to uh, just the um, the adrenaline rush that you get from the fans. Because when you get that adrenaline rush, your heart really starts racing a little bit. And it's a little harder to control your breathing. So I would attribute it a lot to that. So, yeah, just like everybody else, I got to get back in ring shape. Yeah. So... <laughs> Once you once you get back in the ring shape, put it that way, and things start to to kind of come back to life, um, what what are your future goals for for yourself? What are you looking to accomplish, either this year, next year? Well, I just want to get opportunities because mm-hmm. I do not feel like, and I'm not bitter about it, but I definitely have not been given very many opportunities in professional wrestling until recently honestly and that's just with you know interviews and things like that that I've that I've done but up until then like I haven't got a lot of opportunities I've wrestled for some cool places I've wrestled for Chikara I've wrestled for Pro Wrestling Revolver IWA Mid-South I've wrestled in quite a few states I've done some pretty cool stuff but I, I will be my biggest supporter in the sense that I know that I am now ready to be pushed in front of more eyes to be pushed in front of more important people i'm i'm ready for that next level and if somebody just gives me the opportunity i know that i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna fucking kill it yeah dude 
I love that. That that positively just like got me hyped. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I think you PME. will. PME. Yes. Positive. PMA. Look at me messing my, my own lines up. PMA. <laughs> positive mental attitude. You have to keep it in check at all times. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super important, especially in times like this where it's, you know, so easy to be discouraged in so many different avenues of life. I feel like you have to keep putting that positivity out there because that universe, honey, will give it right back to you if you put it out. Well, I mean, I've been putting it out more than ever lately, and it's been giving it right back to me. So I cannot disagree with what you just said. (laughs) See, there's the testament, people. What more do you need? (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I got to tell you, you are an absolute delight to talk to. Um, this has been a super fun chat for me, and I, I hope you've had a good time. And I really just want people to to hop on the Christian Cobain train. Um, there's so much stuff that that I've watched you do, you know, towards the end of 2019 when I saw you and, um, and the punks, obviously, uh, doing your tag team thing as well. And, you know, it, it's been really fun for me, and I love to support indie wrestling and um, I want people to to follow you and uh, see what you have coming up next so let everybody know where they can find you at all your good information and uh, where they can support you well first and foremost the queen has spoken she said to follow me and jump on the train she has spoken so you have to listen those are the rules (laughs) secondly guys you can find me at real Cobain on pretty much any social media platform not too big on the Facebook, but if you want to add me on there, it's Christian Cobain. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. You know the deal, guys. I appreciate you all so much. I appreciate you, Queen, for having me on. Thank you, guys. And let's just keep going until we can't go no higher, all right? Yes, let's do it. And I'm super, super, super thankful. So thanks so much again for coming on the show. And y'all, you heard the man. Um You heard what he said. I said it. He said it. You know what to do. Uh, And of course, as always, my dear ones, enjoy the rest of your day and please be kind to one another. 